your news program every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So, 7.41, the government has recently proposed clamping down on high-interest moneylenders and their 30% interest loans by lowering the cost of borrowing from legitimate non-monetary financial institutions. Professor Hwang Jun-ho, Associate Professor of Finance, Korea University Business School, joins us on the line. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. And I should emphasize that we are talking uh, about private money lenders that are legal when we talk about these 30% loans. They are not uh, fully in the shadows, as it were. But it's been reported that a lot of these lenders are actually uh, run by Japanese companies. Uh, how much of uh, these markets are controlled by Japanese lenders? Well, the... The Japanese firms, uh, according to the data by the Financial Supervisory Service, they take up more than 40% of the private lending market uh, based on the recent data. When did these companies start coming to Korea? Um, I think they uh, started to enter the Korean market uh, in 1998, and then some more entered around 2002, and then quite a lot of them actually started to acquire the Korean Savings Bank during the Korean Savings Bank crisis of 2008. Mm. So uh, gradually, there has been more and more uh, Japanese uh, companies coming into this market. But we've seen financial crises coincide then with the opportunity to gain business, I guess, in this area. Um, Some reports are saying that... um, now Japanese lenders have gradually started leaving the Korean market. Maybe that's a sign of the reverse. Is that actually true? Right, actually, right. Uh, so it, it, it's interesting because over the past couple of years, Japanese money lenders were increasing their market share, but, uh, and, and they have taken up more than 40% of the private lending market, as I said. But recently, uh, they are uh, starting to leave uh, and I guess there are different reasons for that. And, and one, one is because of the government. Uh, the Korean government has lowered the maximum interest rate that these lenders can charge, which would uh, eat up their profit. And then also the government is, uh, is making the regulations more harsh for them, which uh, also could uh, decrease the profit of their business. And also there's some uh, negative corporate image uh, towards them by the Korean population, which has some limitation in marketing, uh, such as using some top celebrity in their advertisement. So I think there are various reasons, and I think those are uh, uh, making them, uh, some of them, uh, leaving the country. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to say for a celebrity, a top celebrity, to, to be enticed by this kind of uh, advertisement, that, that's an interesting ethical question in itself that maybe our listeners would want to uh, make a point on. You can find us by text Powder Sharp 1013451 per message. Uh, certainly a lot less costly than some of these loans, uh, but also for free via Kakao Talk by searching TBS EFM by a plus friend. But, um, Professor Huang, people to be so desperate as to accept 30% interest on a loan, they will have 
obviously been turned away from other sources of money, from banking institutions or from non-monetary financial institutions. Can you explain just the difference between those two first, though? Uh, right. So there, there's different categorization of financial institutions. Um, there's a banking institution, or we in Korea we call it tier one banking, or the banking sector. These are uh, the commercial banks, which could be uh, nationwide banks, regional banks, special purpose banks. Uh, and then there's the non-monetary institution, or we call them tier two financial institutions, which are any other financial institutions, uh, such as a savings bank, insurance companies, securities firms, etc. Uh, the, the tier one, tier two, they are still subject to uh, the regulation, uh, but the private money lenders, they don't belong to any of these tiers, so there's uh, much less regulation by the uh, regulatory authorities. Okay. And then you presumably have illegal loan sharks that... Um do whatever they want and operate completely in the shadows, which we're not talking about here this morning. Um, but that would right. be for the really vulnerable. For the, um, again, just to recap what the government's trying to do to uh, clamp down on those who would be turning to even the legitimate high-interest lenders is by lowering the interest of those tier two institutions. But let's get another comparison between Korea and Japan. Because laws differ, Japanese private money lenders operate under different regulations in Korea. Can you explain the differences between those two nations' laws? Yes, uh, the, the Japanese laws are generally uh, more strict. So, uh, first of all, the, the maximum interest rate that, uh, that the Japanese firms can charge in Japan is 20%. Now, it also depends upon the principal amount with the uh, larger principal amount having a lower maximum rate. And there's also more strict restriction on the type of advertisement that they can do to the public. Uh, so the Japanese firms, they are subject to a more strict, enforce, a more strict uh, regulation. And the penalty uh, if they're not, if they don't follow these uh, regulation, is is much harsher in Japan right. compared to Korea. What about the maximum interest rates then? Just to get that in numbers of uh, private money lenders that wouldn't fit into those top two tiers between Korea and Japan, what would they be? Uh, the, the, in the Japan case, it's twenty percent. Okay, so that's the, the figure. Case, right. I just want to re-emphasize. <laughs> right. So that's for. Uh, private institutions, that isn't the savings banks, that's the um, legal high-interest lenders, 20% right. in Japan. And what is it in Korea? Right. It's 34.9%. Big and difference. And the government is trying... Right, big difference. Uh, now, the, the, there's these uh, unregistered private money lenders uh, who are not uh, regulated at all. Uh, I mean, they could charge a lot more uh, and it, for the for the for the borrowers, if they don't make interest payment in time, the the default interest rate will skyrocket. And I've seen some rates, uh, humongous rates, like uh, more than thirty thirty thousand percent. It's just unbelievable how right. how that's allowed to happen. But uh, one can again sense the desperation of those seeking that sort of money quickly, and maybe thinking of dealing with the consequences another day or, or never, who knows? I mean, th this uh, political debate over how to reduce private money interest rates, what's your stance on, on the way forward? 
so I guess there, there there are some possible solutions to this where where the government and other parties can work on. Uh, now the government can try to obviously to try to provide some more low interest government loans to these people, or try to at least lower the maximum interest rate charge. And like I said, there's a some a lot of gap between the uh, between the case in Korea and the case in Japan. And if we look at the case in Japan, the, the lowering of the maximum interest rate occurred in 2002. And around that time, they've seen their market size of these uh, high, high interest rate private loans go down by 70%. So if we look at the Japan case as an, as an example, uh, I, I guess if we uh, re- try to reduce the maximum interest rate, then this uh, market would go down, the size of this market would go down, and more people would be able to tap into uh, the more traditional uh, financial institution. Just out of interest, what happens to people when they face these huge debts and they just can't get out of it, and, and they're facing you know, these astronomical rates of interest? What are the biggest problems they actually face? I, I think it's it's a very vicious cycle that that they're getting into. So uh, I, these are mostly people in the low income bracket with uh, very low credit rating. So I, this the only reason why they would uh, get these uh, source of uh, money is that they can't borrow money from the traditional financial institutions, the tier one uh, institutions. So so this is their only option they have, but. Because they have difficulty paying back their loan, if they can't pay their money in time, then they have they, they have to pay more. If they, like I said, the interest rate would skyrocket, mm. and their credit rating would deteriorate, and they would have to borrow at an even higher interest rate. So there's this vicious cycle that, that goes on for these people. Well, thank you very much, Professor Huang, for giving us a sense of this very desperate situation for many, and we don't hear enough about it, arguably. Right, thank you. Great to have you on the line. Professor Hwang Jun-ho from Korea University Business School. You can email your thoughts. It's also free for you. EFM this morning at gmail.com.